Welcome to the Real Estate Jam Session. You know, I always try and bring value to you guys, and it's all geared toward the real estate industry, and I'm always looking for ways that I can really enhance the experience of being in this industry. And cold calling, like it or not, is a big part of our industry. So I was fortunate to run into Richard Blank. Richard has been a cold caller his entire life. Matter of fact, he runs a cold calling company down in uh, Costa Rica, which I think I need to go visit someday. Looks beautiful down there. But he came on the show today and really gives us tips and tricks to really be more successful with our cold calling. So make sure you check it out. Give us a like while you're there. Now, if you're new to the channel, my name is Joe Killinger. I've been a real estate entrepreneur for over 20 years. And I use this channel to bring on people like Richard to really help you learn all the tips and tricks to be successful in this industry. So make sure you check it out. Give us a like while you're there. And if you haven't done so, make sure you subscribe. So Richard, you know, as a real estate agent, breaking those barriers, getting in front of a client, a serious client, and, you know, A, it's it's daunting, right? You know, you got to pick up that phone and be ready for rejection, and, um, you know, it, it's very hard. So can you kind of, uh, let's let's start with commercial real estate first. Let's Let's start there and talk about what tactics do you put in place to really help you um, get through to the decision maker. Well, first and foremost, very happy to be sharing these ideas with you and really enjoying the time that we're having today on this podcast. And so what I do here, I have a simple structure. I have an introduction of body and conclusion, usually in a normal conversation. And the average attention span, in my opinion, is 30 seconds to two minutes. So yeah. let's say you're making a prospecting outbound phone call, as you were mentioning, B to C. Uh, B2B, business to business. Mm -hmm. The first thing I would do is when somebody answers the phone is to use your anonymity and do a company name spike better than they would. So I'd say, hey, how's Joe doing today? <laughs> you know, and then just to make sure that the whole company is doing great. And then the individual that answers the phone would usually ask me, what is your name? And the first yeah. technique I would mention is a buffer boomerang technique because you're usually, as you mentioned, black and blue from getting so many phone calls. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they are just going to say we're good, thanks, hang up or not, transfer the call, you almost have to differentiate yourself from others. So usually I like to save in the name of the company and how the company is doing the first time. And then when they ask me this buffer boomerang technique, I will say, hey, Joe, that's an excellent question. My name is Richard Blank. And so this individual sees the active listening. I can readjust their negative tone into a positive tone, repeat their question, and then send it back once again with a name drop and who I am. And so after gaining the trust of this gatekeeper, as you would call them, I'm also going to let them know that I'm transferred to the decision maker. I'm going to let them know how great you are on the phone. We call that a positive escalation. So it increases your odds of actually having that call transferred. Didn't say you get the appointment, but transferred. So then when the call is transferred, you are given the gift of telling this individual how amazing Joe was who answered the phone. And so you still have your anonymity and don't be anonymous the whole call, Joe. That's a little bit of shame. Right. But if you just start off strong by complimenting someone that works with them, it separates you from the others that have been calling and shows what you do prior to contracts. And so this individual, once again, will ask who you are. It's another buffer boomerang. That's an excellent question, Mr. Decision Maker. My name is Richard Blank. Mm -hmm. And so we're having these conversations with the individual. And if you're mentioning all of the different services, options, and features of your real estate business in your, in your way, I just wouldn't do desert pitching, 
Joe, because a lot of times people are so scared or reluctant to let someone speak for the fear of being hung up upon. What so I believe that Desert pitching is if you give a list of five things in a row and not even giving the person a chance to look at your dessert and make sort of reaction on it. There's no oasis in the desert. I'm going to learn a lot today, I can tell. Okay. And so it's almost like the MLS when you're talking about a house. You know, you mentioned right. the, of the house with the commercial real estate, you have to go over certain sections. And since it's a non-visual call, you have to gauge the positive or the negative reactions from this potential client. And so I say, slow down on your list of things that you're offering, take the horizontal to a vertical, because you are going to find one or two things of interest, and then stack that with open-ended questions so they can explain to you why commercial real estate is important, why they may move forward, okay? Mm -hmm. And so as we're continuing this conversation, my suggestion, because you're very keen on this, is that this is a first-time phone call, and there are certain tell signs you can get from somebody over the phone. Once again, I talked about 30 seconds to two minutes. My tone needs to be consistent of empathy and confidence, right? There's four sections to phonetics. It's tone, rate, pitch, and duration. Everyone talks about mirror imaging, but I'm not gonna mirror image someone that's negative. So I will always stay positive and always have the answer. But this is the part, Joe, of manipulation that you will enjoy. If you pay attention to how fast and the speaking level, the pitch of somebody, in every 30 seconds to two minutes, you might see a spike or a dip. And you know perfectly well, that's the perfect time to ask a tie down, pin down question, or potentially if there's noise in the background because some people are working from home, that's still even within uh, commercial real estate, that you would passively and inadvertently and passive aggressively let them know the me too technique on how much you like dogs because the dog is, is making noise or there's a distraction, someone's on a cell phone in a car. and so. You can always ask the follow-up question, what's the dog's name? And so if someone says Fluffy, <laughs> well, I love dogs. Yeah, put Fluffy outside. It's ruining the yeah. call. And when they come back, Joe, and I know you're trying to lock in an appointment, but this is the time that your audience can anchor the call. You've already made your introduction. You're in the body of the call. But the fact that you and I could talk about your dog for a couple minutes, what that does is that's when you will usually ask me again, excuse me, what is your name? And then I'd say that's an excellent question. Joe. My name is Richard Blank. And then you're name dropping me the rest of the call. And so when we finish it up, when we go to the conclusion, I want you to say, Joe, since you still have me on the phone, are there any other questions that you have? Because you showed me you like A, B, C, and D. I know you don't like them all, but you showed me you like two. Any other questions that you may have? You may or may not. But I always review the information, Joe, in military alphabet, because A is the cleanest way. But instead of ending the call, a lot of the times the people have served in the military, nobody's that has. Yeah. And then instead of ending the call, you're on the call for another five minutes, yeah. but I'm still not done. When I'm doing the follow-up email to the individual, I will definitely give a written positive escalation on Joe who assisted me mm -hmm. to transfer the call. So when I do the Richard circle and I come back again, making the follow-up call, the individual yourself that answered the call is gonna say, Richard, in 10 years, no one has ever written something like that about me. Yeah. Thank you. And so I'm not saying that you're going to get the deal, but obviously going from half court to three point to foul line, yeah. I think you've increased your odds and you've also separated yourself. A lot of people that are just trying to angle in on that goal. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're not just- you Custom make it and you compliment a promotion or an anniversary and, and you really just take that extra effort that will separate it. And I have seen a larger conversion ratio of emails coming back 
from those I not just it, it just doesn't work yeah it's it's personalizing it is you know we even i've even tried doing a personal note after i had a conversation with somebody sending it i couldn't believe the return on that you know it's, it's just some of the positive escalation of everyone yeah that's yeah it was just a quick little note and it really worked but now how do you i've got so many questions because this is brilliant the way you're phrasing all this is uh, how do you get in let's say you the the gatekeeper's a really good gatekeeper Ooh. what's the yeah how do you, the scary ones right how do you break through that how do you get through to from them to the next level my good friend did you ever see the movie wall street when bud was trying to get into gordon gecko oh he christ i watched that movie a hundred years ago <laughs> but what i remembered most about that movie was he wasn't disrespectful to yeah. the co-workers and the executive assistant of this gentleman. And so instead of trying to not follow the protocol, be rude, curse, or, or just bully their way in there, mm -hmm. after a while, when he did get that pass to pitch and he did show up at the office, before going into that meeting, obviously there was a bit of admiration from, as you say, this tough gatekeeper because that's why they're there. Yeah. They're the best. But they're also human. I'm yeah. sure they're wonderful mothers and fathers and, and, uh, and they're responsible sure. people because that position is very important. But that's why I mentioned the anonymity in the beginning. Because if I can say, how's Costa Rica's call center doing today? Yeah. They have to respond well. And I get to give them that sort of power punch right off the bat. Mm -hmm. And it might take two or three calls to call back because, Joe, you might be busy. And that is fine. But, but how about this? Once you follow the rules and you're respectful, and if you ever do those positive escalations, this individual is a plethora of information about the company culture. Yeah. They might give you direct extension numbers or tell them about the son's birthday party or, or just let you know other things. You, you were mentioning yourself celebrating a birthday with one of your most treasured employees. And I think that was very cool. I hope they saved you the biggest piece. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's too big. <laughs> I know, right? And uh, that's what I'm hoping to, as I mentioned before about anchoring, yeah, as much yeah. as I'd love to give you a tip and a trick and, and a million dollar secret, the success I've had in, in real estate is this, you know, relationship building mm -hmm. and respecting their rules. And sometimes a pipeline could be a week or could be six months out. Yeah. And, as long as you leave a lasting impression and custom make emails and especially voicemails yeah. and involve everybody that's assisted you, you're probably going to get to the front of the line and you will be given your true chance to state your case and to earn this business. How often do you, if you, you can't get through? You're probably going to get to the front of the line and you will be given your true chance to state your case and to earn this business. How often do you, if you, you can't get through two or three or four times, how often do you call them back? Every two weeks, three weeks? That's a great question. It depends on the sense of urgency, the size right. of the list, and what vertical you're calling about. Yeah. You could be overkilling it. And then how many times can you be creative on a voicemail? I mean, after and then you're just you're pissing like, them off, right? You know, now they're just angry at you. It depends. You could be clever and you could talk about, unlike other people that are doing one thing, you're doing another. Or if this person is celebrating an anniversary, you could be calling on those days and saying, congratulations on your 14th year. You could really time it perfectly 
for certain things that you know they're celebrating if you want to do that. Um, you know, persistence is fine. Yeah. And as I mentioned before, sometimes people only prefer to do non-voice. Yeah. And I have to respect that. But if they're going to be doing non-voice, then I'm going to be expanding 50 times the descriptions of the emails that I'm going to be sending to you. Mm -hmm. Or I might just you roll the dice and go to page seven on your website and describe some sort of machinery or some sort of photograph you took with your crew and mention how awesome that was. Why? Right. Why not? <laughs> we might as well try. And you know, that's so, it, right? You've got to try. And Well, you're going to catch my attention. Yeah. I mean, if you really take the time to Google me and to go to my website, it's obvious I've given you three things that will get you to... For me to take your call, write you back and say, thank you, my man, for taking the time. Mm -hmm. You know, it has to do with the beautiful Art Deco building, the pinball machines I have, yeah. and also the writings that I do with the empathy and the relationship I have with my agents. Yeah. Those are the keys to unlock my door to pitch me on buying or selling my building. Yeah. So I'll at least give you five minutes. Yeah. No more. And you have to earn more time after that. No one's giving you 20. They might just give you a minute. And what I believe is that, Joe, you're buying time. I have a huge suggestion for you, and it's a soft skill suggestion. Okay. A lot of people say you have to name drop them. Well, yeah, you do. But I would suggest doing a five to one name drop pronoun where you're going to say your, your, are, your, right, Joe? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I think you set them up, set them up, set them up, yeah. power bomb. And so yeah. if you practice that sort of speaking structure to keep their attention, then there's a good chance you don't have to repeat something, ruin the tone of the call. Next yeah. thing you know, the information has to be done again. You don't want to walk home to get your homework. And so you should really slice and dice these calls very, very carefully. And I've even seen calls that had to go halfway in, and then you pick up where you left off. And as long as you take meeting minutes, as long as you're up to speed and can recap, maybe it is a 50% call. And then Joe and I go over next Thursday, next week to finish the call. And it's, don't be surprised. When I call you back on Thursday on time and I am ready to go, pen at the ready, the odds, once again, Joe, are in our favor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Richard is the um, not listening. They're so busy. They've got somebody on the phone. They're trying to get everything out so fast, and but they're not listening to what the person on the other end is saying. And I just think that if you, you, you know, my, my father, it's amazing how the older I get, the smarter he gets. It's just, you know, he goes, Joe, you've got two ears and, and one mouth. He goes, listen more than you talk. And he's right on. He was right on. And I just am like in sales. That is something that you really have to take into consideration. So I have a follow-up question to your statement there. Do your agents know your script by heart? A to Z, one to three. Do they know no. everything? No, they don't. They, you know, and depending on the personality, you know, we have so many different scripts. So most of them don't even really follow a script. They oh, go fine. by what we try and teach is, you know, when somebody picks up the phone, you need to be listening to them and, you know, kind of, I don't want to say mirror, it, but understand how they're coming out there. You can tell right in the first few seconds, how somebody is that day, if they feel like they're bothered, you know, but I mean, they do have scripts. Don't get me wrong. And they have like three of them that they can all play off of, but nobody has one of them memorized, I don't think. But it's but that's fine. Yeah, but listening. as you say that they're well versed, mm -hmm. they know their subject well. Yeah. And, and what I've seen happen multiple times is that they become plastic, too yeah, commercialized. 
They're not a painting, they're not raw, they're a character, not in character. That's why when your dog was barking, Joe, I asked what the dog's name was. Yeah. As a follow-up question, or how many years have you been in this position, this promotion at your company? Not congratulations on being CEO. How many years has it been, Joe? You know, what, you know where are you at right now? Yeah. And so when you say active listening, to me, it's really more of an engagement because yeah. yes, you're saying also as well that you might be upsetting somebody, but I'm telling you this, these are people you're meeting for the first time. I can't gauge the first round of the fight as I can on the 12th because things do change like tug of war. It goes back and forth. There's a push and a pull. Yeah. But if I can match just your speed and how loud you go, then there's no crosstalk or interruption because I'm really moving with you at your speed, but then I know when to interject to do the follow-up. That's the act of listening. They need checkpoints. They need pauses. Do you remember the show Get Smart when he was walking down the hallway and the doors were closing behind him? They're yes, gonna I do. No, my main man, you know they're going to leave a door open. So after 15 minutes, they wonder why they didn't get the appointment and all the client says is hey joe send me information yeah no because that's why when you gauge these people you ask a follow-up question to see if it makes sense or if it sounds good i'd rather take a three-second insurance policy to ask you a tie-down question than to assume which as you know it makes an ass out of you and me and just keep moving forward for the fear of being hung up upon and yeah i believe in selling sizzle and so if somebody has a beautiful building, I would love to take a look at it because when I was doing residential real estate, the MLS was a gold mine for me because oh, yeah. you talk about the, the bedrooms, the kitchen, the sport court, the pool, the, 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 the crown molding, or even the curb appeal. And obviously it was the biggest glaring tell sign of what the people were most proud of oh, yeah. and what they loved the most. And so I allowed through least resistance, it's called Wu Wei to, as you say, two and one, listen twice. I know what I know. I need to know what Joe knows. Yeah. And so by me allowing you to ask these questions and, and me bringing you back in the conversation, don't be surprised if you not only can get everything out of it, but once again, they're probably going to call you and tell you how great I was by setting the appointment. Mm -hmm. That should be the goal of your staff is to get that positive escalation when you call back Mrs. Jones to represent her property. Mm -hmm. And I always gave the most points on the call, Joe, when the client says your name. Yeah, I know yeah. you want a conversion and, and the scripts, and, and I'm so proud of what you built. But to me, if they are not capable of having that sort of balanced, grounded, in the moment sort of conversation where they are selling or buying one of the most expensive investments of their entire life, you have to put, it's almost like a vulnerable state for somebody. You really have to take that into consideration. And so instead of being a prospector, you're almost more of a consultant. Yeah, but you're not Joe the Closer. That's not a problem at all. What I'm here to do today is to clarify for our edification, additional things above and beyond your specs that Joe would need to know in order to be in the moment with you to move forward emotionally and to either purchase or let this property go. So you are such a good man in regards to the psychology. You're like someone's best friend or older brother, making sure I don't get in a fist fight and stay out of trouble. 
And Joe, that's why you get these accounts. I don't know if they could price shop around or give it to a family member, but you've closed a lot of deals with people you've met for the first time. And these people, once again, are entrusting this in you. And so as much as I'm telling you before, there's no real secret sauce to this. If you show empathy, if you take an extra five minutes to speak with somebody when you're online with them, just start looking at the website and making compliments and yeah. asking how Eddie in the, in the mail room's doing. Don't be surprised if Joe's going to be way too busy and is going to have to eat two lunches to get his energy back. Yeah, um, it's, you know, as far as, you know, salespeople, we're always taught get the lead, get the deal, you know, get the appointment. You know, and I'm like you, it's just kind of like, you know, you, it's a process. You know, you got to have the process in place. Well, you got to do clean business. Yeah. You got to properly represent yourself in the best light. And, and there's no surprises with you, Joe. Like as much as you'd like to give somebody a price or sell it with certain terms, mm -hmm. you're also realistic. And if you're able to have that sort of conversation with your clients, I think once again, they respect you that much more. Yeah. I would bet that when you're doing residential. Don't be surprised if Joe's going to be way too busy and is going to have to eat two lunches to get his energy back. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you know, as far as, you know, salespeople, we're always taught get the lead, get the deal, you know, get the appointment, you know, and I'm like you, it's just kind of like, you know, you, it's a process, you know, you got to have the process in place. Well, you got to do clean business. Yeah. You got to properly represent yourself in the best light. And, and there's no surprises with you, Joe, like as much as you'd like to give somebody a price or sell it with certain terms, mm -hmm. you're also realistic. And if you're able to have that sort of conversation with your clients, I think once again, they respect you that much more. Yeah. I would bet that when you're doing residential, you knocked it out of the park, didn't you? I sold a lot of sizzle. I said, unlike other people that are just boring you, I'm telling you your house is great. Oh, I had the greatest phone calls with people. And you know what I got the most? I tell you, it used to be about 80% prospecting, 20% referrals. Yep. And it got 50-50. And then it got about 20% prospecting, 30% callbacks, 50% referrals. And so I got passed around, which was wonderful. Yeah. And people realized that if I myself at 10 a.m. on a Sunday morning are making prospecting calls to you, isn't that the sort of company you'd like to work with? Yeah. And so it was very easy for me not to lie. I'm telling you the truth. I'm representing myself, introducing myself. And it's Sunday morning. I'm not hungover and I'm not on vacation. I'm, I would love to represent your home. And, and why don't we have a, a meeting from this momentum that we have? I like you, Richard. Great. Put the checkbook away. I don't want to sign. Who's talking about signing anything today? Mm -hmm. I, since obviously we have a momentum and we both know each other's names, maybe the next step is to have Joe meet you. And then from an educated point of view, then make a decision, but you're going to love them, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, um, and it's being kind, it's yeah. being non-threatening yeah. and they realize that. And maybe Joe, it's the way that you and I were raised by our parents and grandparents. We mm -hmm. were taught to have certain manners yep. and to respect other people's times. Yeah. And so by just taking that very simple common sense approach to my phone calls, I was not the real estate beast you thought I was. I was a very kind, non-threatening appointment setter for my older brother who is the broker or for my clients now that are in the United States that are doing their business. Yeah. So I was just the sell the sizzle, come into the tent. Yeah. So I was just the sell the sizzle, come into the tent. 
yep. greatest show on earth kind of guy. <laughs> now, how many calls, you know, we always get how many calls is, is and I'm sure it varies between commercial and residential, but um, how many calls a day were you making when you were doing residential? Oof, I bet you were cranking them out. I could manual dial myself 400 calls a day. And oh, don't kid yourself, I got the phone with the big buttons on it. It's yeah. much more easier, and I didn't have to look at it, you know, like the lady at the supermarket. But I used to work 10 hours a day, six days a week to hustle. Right. And that was the money that I had earned in order to invest in growing my business. So it was like more of a leapfrog. But no, manually dialing, I was doing about 400. Now, if you're here with a predictive dialer, my suggestion is to at least on a five-minute talk time to get 4,000 unique numbers a month. You got two to four lines dialing at the same time, mm -hmm. which means you have a contact ratio of almost 100% besides your dispositions and ready status. Yeah. And so all, it's like it's like a batting cage. It's one call after another. And unless you've worked at a call center, you might not have that sort of endurance. Yeah. And my suggestions for a real estate company is to have a specialist making these calls for you, like a squire or a page and setting up the night for the win. Yeah. And so they are professional bird dogs and telemarketers out there that are phenomenal at their craft. And I would leave them alone because if they can build your pipeline and they can make follow-up calls for you, and they're definitely your sidekick, then you focus on the other things. But, but don't just leave them alone. If you're the closer, I would always be coaching. I would be listening to the calls that they made so you can enhance those skills or, or possibly uncover certain speaking styles of the potential client. So you can prepare your rhetoric, you can prepare your approach, or even if the best case scenario comes, you uncover a gem where you know you're going to anchor immediately with that individual and do some research on it and just, you know, bring the present. And yeah, more it's finding those people and get making sure they have, we have a bad, yeah, it's finding those people and get making sure they have, we have a bad habit as real estate agents. We are, you know, we're A-type personalities that are entrepreneurs, most of them, and <laughs> that I run into. And so they just go, 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 go. But if they've got a great individual like you're talking about, you really want to give them the opportunity to really enhance the experience that they're trying to create for you, really give them the proper training. And I think we, we tend to not do that. And so having the proper training, I think is key. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. It reduces fear. Yeah. It prepares them. And um, let me share something with you. Since I'm a CEO of a company like yourself, we have leverage. We can hire and fire or make or break somebody. And I choose with this sort of position to encourage and to move people forward. And so these individuals, and I break the stereotype because a lot of people say, wow, you are so hands-on and you know people's names and you break bread with them. And I say, well, as you and I do, Joe, yeah. we break bread with our people. And I heard how you spoke about this individual prior. So I don't need to remind you. Uh, but the greatest thing is with these individuals is it's about maturity. And when they realize that each individual is a unique experience, they might be making their hundredth call, but it's the first call for them. And so you really have to take that sort of delicate situation and not, and not be bored with your pitch. Yeah. Because as I mentioned before, you're, you're becoming plastic yeah. and you'll burn out on something like that. Yeah. If they don't, we, we, what we do is we make sure our agents know the market very, very well. So let's say if you're going to be a multifamily agent in, in Hollywood, and you better know every property that's on the market, average days on market, average price per square foot, average size of units, everything. 
And it makes the conversation a lot easier because you've got all this data in your head that you can give to these people because you're bringing value. And that's another thing, you know, we get so many people that, hey, they'll, they'll call. I caught one a couple of weeks ago. His calling was, hey, are you somebody to answer? And he goes, are you thinking about selling your building? Oh, you're not? Okay, thank you. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's not going to work. What's, he, what's his nickname, Fonzie? Yeah, I was like, oh, dude. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't work. There's got to be a connection. And I really think, you know, being in real estate the last 10 years has been, it's been really, really good, right? You know, the economy has been booming. Uh, real estate's been selling. That's changing. You know, we're going to, the fundamentals kind of got pitched out the windows when times were great. And so we're going back to fundamentals. So cold calling is going to be a big part of it for a lot of people. So you got to get back to it. Listen to their calls, self-analysis, self-improvement. If they can take a step back, and I know you were mentioning that you have scripts. Mm -hmm. If I make a huge suggestion, not putting the script on an Excel sheet, but you have qualifying questions, at least put them in there. Two or three soft skills, Joe that has made you successful, like positive escalation, pronouns, name drops, military mm-hmm. alphabet. Since you have me on the phone, I'm sure you like at least one. Those sort of soft skills just to ensure active listening because they are name dropping and they're putting back on the straight line. Grade them. Hall of Fame, call them when you bring everybody together, not just for cake, but for right. training. And when the training session comes, you bring out the call and you watch the tapes like an athletic team does. And since this is an individual effort, like wrestling and boxing, your team knows the plays, they know the moves, Mm -hmm. but they're watching an individual, so there's no way to spin it. That's new. And if your tone is negative, if you're interrupting, we spoke about desert pitching with no oasis, just to take Mm -hmm. a breath and a drink. If they're not name dropping or having their name drop, then we need to pause it for a second and say, what do you think you could have Why didn't you ask a follow-up question when someone's father passes away and gives the house to the daughter and the daughter is in a certain state? And I've, I've seen people show, oh, I'm sorry to hear that and continue with their next question. They're closers. Mm. But I would have stopped immediately. Yeah. And you got to create the connection. the pitch, you know, from there. Yeah. Well, and you got to create the connection. the pitch, you know, from there. Yeah. Well, um, so tell us a little bit about what you do. You've got a call center down in Costa Rica. So I'm a little jealous about that. I got to come down there and scuba dive. I swear to God, it's on my bucket list. I made it to Belize. That was great. But Costa Rica's got to be next. But tell us about your call center. Well, I've been in business for 14 years in the industry for 22. I have bilingual agents here. They're college educated and they're dedicated. So they only work on specific campaigns. And so I have a gamification culture here. Okay. So I believe in restoring old pinball machines, jute boxes. I have an air hockey table. So I've created a neutral environment for agents from other departments to meet one another. They can let off steam and recharge batteries. And, and it's an environment where I, as the El Jefe, can spend time with my people. Sure. And so this sort of gamification environment has enabled me to reduce any sort of attrition and to have some sort of bridge with the agents here. And so let's say it's the first day of training. Training class doesn't start till 7.30 because seven to 7.30, we start with recess. 
so okay. everybody can have a great time together. Yeah. And when they enter the first training class, they're loose. They have friends. Yep. They're relaxed. Just absorbing. Now, Joe, they start contributing. So, so I believe with your training sessions with the agents, there's nothing better than interactive role playing and suggestions and pausing it and showing different techniques. It's a dojo. They all. Does everybody work in the same office or are they virtual agents, Joe? Well, uh, about half and half. The newer agents are in the office. The guys have been with us for 10 plus years or at home, most of them. You know the synergy in your office. You know the new agents. They feed off of that energy with one another. Oh, yeah. yeah. And if somebody gets one, the high fives are plenty. Yeah, and one of them gets a good call and you know they got a listing appointment or something. It's just the energy, it just through the roof. Rock on. Yeah. I miss that. Yeah. With COVID, that got taken away from me. The essence of my call center was the walk the rose and the break the bread and the high five. Yeah. And so I missed that. But um, I'm glad to hear you have that sort of culture there. I'm sure it's amazing. What do you guys ring a bell? What do you do when someone gets a lead? We don't ring a bell, but it's, it's, it's just fun. And it, you know what? It motivates the other agents. You know, so I find that if we really support that and, you know, make that a focus, the other agents are like, so what did you do? What did you say? How did it happen? And then they kind of grow from that as a team. So you pull the call. You what? Pull the call, pull the call for the agents. Oh, yeah. Don't listen to it. Go right into the training room right after you cut it. And then cut it up and everyone gets a slice. Let them see because it's still fresh off the griddle. Yeah. What that call was like. It's, I just love the internet. I love this business, first of all. I love the real estate business. I've done auctions and real estate auctions here in the U.S. when it was a startup that worked, went very well in residential. And now I've been focused on commercial the last 20 some years. So uh, I love the business and the people and I love watching new people, you know, build a business and bring it in. And I think, you know, everybody's afraid that the economy is going to slow down here. And, you know, being in Southern California, we're a little bit spoiled in that we don't, we're usually the last one in, if we go into recession, which I'm not saying we are, but if we would, we're always one of the last ones in, one of the first ones out. I think our biggest dip has been in under, even under 10%. So we don't take a big hit. Large population in the small geography, right? But um, yeah, so it works pretty well. Now you get in the Inland Empire, that's a different deal, but LA proper. But yeah, I love the business. I love the love the energy. So I can imagine being in your call center, you know, it's gotta be, that would be fun. That'd be a fun environment. And you even make it more fun with all this stuff, all the jukebox you know and the candy. high five at an eating lunch every day if you were here, yeah. it's best time. Yeah, you know, as we get older, we appreciate that even more, I guess, you know, so it's, it's just fun to be around youthful energy that makes me want to go back in and do more work. So when I no, probably I should be taking it down. <laughs> These agents here are bilingual. So yeah. once again, in regards to their intensive listening, yeah. it could be exhausting. And yeah. so the respect to them using what they've studied as I have with my Spanish. Yeah. To recuperate that education costs and, and to earn a very, very good living. So once again, people are chatting and texting. I prefer the art of speech. And if they can write in cursive, I think that's nice as well. So oh, yeah. I'm always encouraging enhanced communication. Yeah, I you get it. Um, who is your enhanced communication? Yeah, I you get it. Um, who is your, what is your typical client look like? Well, there's two types. Okay. It could be someone like yourself in the United States that needs to scale. And sometimes it's difficult to find qualified individuals that will meet your requirements in the States. Yep. Otherwise, 
individuals might not have the resources we do. Like I was mentioning earlier, manual dialing to predictive dialing, a quality assurance department, human resources department supervisors in my experience. So a lot of the times my consulting could enhance their, uh, I guess, plug and play system. Because mm -hmm. I can log into your CRM. I could even log into your phone system. Yeah. But once again, by using my dialer and other sort of resources we have, we can almost just enhance what you have. And then other companies use us for overflow. Like if they have a dedicated workforce and their queue gets filled, then calls will come into our department too. But I always believe if we're on a level playing field and we're given all the resources as corporate, I have on multiple occasions be able to match and exceed expectations. Yeah. And that's why I'm able to earn these seats. But my ideal client would be someone that would first ask me about the labor laws here, just mm. to make sure that everything is followed perfectly. Yeah. And the second thing is to judge me on merit, not on price, because offshore centers in the Philippine and India obviously have much more competitive pricing. Sure. And then finally, metrics. I would like realistic expectations. And you asked me earlier about how many calls somebody could do. I was mentioning the dialer. I understand reverse psychology, but if you could only make 10 calls an hour, six minute calls, you can't expect me to do 15 or 20. I can't expand time. Mm -hmm. But you were mentioning manual dialing. I'm talking predictive dialing and right. my backend structure here. There may be a chance, Joe, that I could do 50% more an hour and recuperate those costs and earn those seeds. But it's really more for somebody to have an open mind. A lot of the times they have made phone calls before, but there are things they haven't experienced yet. And so just by me, as you say, listening first and one by one reviewing with them, they don't have enough numbers to call. I need some more rebuttals. You don't have an email template. No one's answering when I try to do a hot lead transfer. Mm -hmm. These are certain ways to see if they qualify for me. Gotcha. I, I just want to make sure I can fulfill the agent's needs. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So are you focused mostly on mid uh, single agents or mid-level companies or large companies or all of the above? Well, pretty much all of the above. Okay. All of the above. And so we're half and half. We do 50% inbound non-voice and customer support. And then the other okay. half is appointment setting, lead generation and some sales. Okay. Well, I'm going to make sure we have your website in the bottom of this video so people can reach out to you and talk about pricing. I don't, we don't want to get into it now, I don't think, but they'll definitely be able to reach out to you. And, um, you know, this this was amazing. I appreciate all the information. Thanks, I'm going to have to go write some of this down, actually. So I'm going to, I'm going to utilize that. And so thank you for coming on today. The pleasure is mine. Thank you for spending the time with me today.